Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm really happy to be joined by a frequent guest on the podcast, someone you'll all be very familiar with, Sarah Riapel uh, from RBC Global Asset Management. Sarah, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. So busy summer for Sarah. So we haven't uh, we we haven't had her on as 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 much as we'd like, and and it it really leads to uh, a lot of the work that Sarah and her team have been doing uh, through the spring and summer. We talked uh, on an earlier podcast about some rethinking uh, that Sarah had done around uh, the portfolios that she manages with respect to a strategic asset allocation. And given the economic uh, global market background that we've seen coming out of COVID and and looking forward, uh, they had increased uh, their equity exposure. Uh, but the next set of work then gets down to regional allocation. So not just uh, at the asset mix level, how you're uh, building portfolios, but right down to regional allocations in equities and fixed income. And, and Sarah, maybe you could update uh, us on all that work and your thinking around it. Yeah, absolutely. So back in June, we moved the strategic asset mix, as you said, you know, more equities and less bonds. And then since then, we've also made some adjustments to the regional weights. So the that's the allocation between Canada, U.S., international emerging market um, equities. We couldn't talk about the changes uh, back in June because we were actually making adjustments to the portfolios at the time and we were in the market trading. And so now that we've completed the trading in, in all of the various portfolios, I can talk to you about that now. And so the key message is that we're continuing on the path we've been on in recent years, and that's to globalize the portfolios. So while Canada remains a great place to invest, it represents only 3% of the global equity market. So shifting more into global equity markets provides us with a broader opportunity set and allows us to better diversify our exposures. So what did we specifically do? So for a balanced investor, we reduced our weight in Canadian equities from 19% to 15% strategically, and we allocated that to equity regions outside of Canada instead. So there's a there's a number of reasons why we made these changes. Um, you know, can go through the list. So it, as I said, it provides us with a broader set of investments that leads to greater diversification. Um, GAM has had has added significant capabilities around the world, and these changes help us leverage all of that talent that we have in those seven different offices that we have around the globe. We have better alpha potential in markets outside of Canada. Um, we, there's greater capacity in global markets. We do have some concerns about the long-term growth prospects and competitiveness of the Canadian economy. So we have to consider that as well. Our long-term expected returns for the Canadian equity market relative to other regional markets um, favors a little bit more of a shift um, away from Canada. And then there's the concentrated nature of the Canadian equity market that can lead to greater volatility since we're very reliant on the prospects for resources and financials. So some of the various reasons why we decided to make this change. Um, also, recent performance of Canadian equities has, has reinforced that decision. So last week, I, I published a, a LinkedIn post talking about the benefits of taking a globally diversified approach to your investments. And in that piece, I showed that there's been a significant divergence in results between the best and worst segments of the market, particularly in uh, this year so far. Canadian equities in particular have had fairly weak returns, and that's because Canadian equity performance is highly dependent on the outlook for interest rates and commodity prices, which are in turn tied to growth in the global economy. And given the weak global economic environment, this isn't surprising that Canada has, has underperformed. So these changes are really just another example of our efforts to continually optimize and evolve our solutions to take advantage of, of new ideas and, and new thinkings in terms of asset allocation. Yeah, and and, and we've had uh, Stu Cadwell and Scott 
Atla Zakowski on, on this podcast uh, before uh, talking about some of the limitations of the Canadian market. Uh, and, 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 and also we've, we've talked uh, our, ourselves at length about some of the home country bias that's exhibited by Canadian investors and their exposure to the Canadian market. Uh, but but I but I, I I would take it from 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 this uh, this 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 change that although you've shifted the strategic allocation, so the target benchmark allocation, you could still extend your Canadian exposure on a tactical basis if you thought the Canadian market was poised to do particularly well uh, in a over a particular period of time. Is that not correct? Absolutely. We still have that flexibility to make those um, those adjustments on a tactical basis um, when when the time is right to to invest more in, in the Canadian market. Yeah. So 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 you, you think of periods where, uh, you know, perhaps we're even already moving into one where you've got weakness in the U.S. dollar uh, broadly and, and specifically related to, uh, to to the Canadian dollar, perhaps a rebound or strength in in some commodities. Uh, we've seen strength in gold. Uh, that there will be times when the Canadian market is favored and uh, you, you've got the right expertise to make the decisions around when you might want to uh, allocate back to having uh, a larger Canadian exposure. Absolutely. There's lots of moving parts, lots of considerations. And so we're, we're monitoring all of those developments on an ongoing basis. And we'll certainly make those changes um, if and when the time comes. But it certainly does send a message to, uh, to, to Canadian investors to at least think about their global exposure and their, their, their fairly large relative exposure to the, the, the Canadian market. Uh, so uh, we thought that this would be a, a great opportunity to bring Sarah on and update you on, on some of her most current thinking. Sarah, as, as always, uh, great to have you and, uh, and a fantastic update. Awesome. Thank you.